Welcome to the Corbell Career Cast, the podcast from the Office of Career and Professional Development at the Joseph Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver. Today, we are joined by Corbell student Rachel DeGrosso, who will interview DU alum Samantha Nectarline, who works for the Capstone Group. Rachel, take it away. Hi, Samantha. Thank you for joining us today and um, being able and available for this um, interview in our Corbell Career Connections. So I just wanted to... So I just wanted to start off. Um, so you work at the Capstone Group and you just made senior associate. So congratulations. And I think it would be helpful to just kind of give a little bit of a background, maybe where you started at DU on your journey and kind of where you've uh, landed and what you've been working on recently. Yeah. Um, so I'm Samantha Nectarline. I graduated from DU in 2014. Um, I studied uh, English literature and geography, so it was a dual major, um, but always kind of interested in politics um, and policy. I actually started a club on campus um, while I was at DU called Students for Education Reform, um, advocating at the Capitol and organizing students on behalf of um, a more equitable education, public education experience. Um, So kind of dip my toe into um, policy and advocacy while at DU, but not through the traditional path of um, of a major in in public policy or international affairs or anything. Um, I have been with the Capstone Group for a little over two and a half years. Um, I am a full-time lobbyist. So the Capstone Group is a a full-service government government relations and lobbying firm um, that was originally founded by um, three women in in 2003. Our team delivers a combination of experience um, under under the dome, um, strategic thinking, technical expertise, um, and have sort of uh, a broad base of clients that we represent at the Capitol, um, both with that strategic um, uh, expertise and lobbying capacity. So happy to talk more about all of that and kind of what I'm working on, um, but want to give you the opportunity to set me up with some questions. Yeah, that's a great rundown. Thank you. Um, what are what's a recent project uh, you've been working on that you've kind of seen some growth and has really impacted um, in the area for Colorado legislation? Yeah, um, I think um, previously I worked as a lobbyist for an education advocacy organization. So I'll quickly speak to this um, as it's kind of a I think everybody in Colorado is feeling um Uh, the impact of this one. So um, when I first started lobbying, probably five or six years ago, um, the state legislature had run a bill for the past seven years without it actually getting across the finish line to fully fund kindergarten in the state. Um, Colorado was one of the few states that was not actually publicly funding kindergarten um, or full day kindergarten, I should say. They had a half day of kindergarten paid for by the state, but not a full day. Um, So my first year lobbying um, with a huge coalition and tons of support from a number of different folks, including Governor Polis, um, we did get that across the finish line to fully fund um, kindergarten. And from there, um, you know, our firm was really involved um, with 
building the Department of Early Childhood um, with the state and fully, you know, gearing up for building a um, a statewide and consolidated uh, universal preschool program. So um, this year is the first year that kids will be in that universal preschool program um, and have access to uh, sort of those blending and braided funding streams of federal and state um, funding to be able to offer sort of uh, you know, subsidized hours from the state to get more kids, especially kids from low-income backgrounds, um, into preschool. That's great. I'm. I have a second grader and a three-year-old myself. So, when you know, any time that we can give kids a chance and families a chance to go to a pre-K program that's covered, and then especially how he, kindergarten is hugely important, especially for working parents too. So, really cool project that you guys got to work on and pushing it forward. I mean, I, I know it's making a difference in a ton of families' lives. Yeah. Um, what would you give an advice to someone or a student who was looking into kind of getting in the area of lobbying and things that you kind of wish you knew um, ahead of time, or maybe some good things that you've learned along the journey? Yeah, um, I think uh, lobbying and sort of politics is inherently a relationship driven um, role. Uh, you know, politicians obviously run campaigns and get to know people and get their name out there. Um, and I think lobbying is a, a little bit different than that, but in the same vein, um, it really is, um, you know, getting to know people and building your network. So I think for folks who are trying to get into this field, um, I think, you know, we offer a great internship program that allows folks to kind of dip their toes into, you know, monitoring what's going on at the Capitol and being sort of the extension of, you know, our team's eyes and ears in the Capitol. Um, and we've had a number of, you know, folks go on to, to, you know, take on roles either in lobbying, working at the Capitol in some different capacity, um, or or working for a state department, doing something they found, you know, by way of paying attention and kind of getting a sense for what, what the conversations are like at the Capitol. Um, so I would say, like, reach out to anybody and everybody you can find on LinkedIn and say, I'm really interested in what you do. Would you, you know, be up for getting a 30-minute coffee with me? Um, and then my biggest advice, which I think think is sort of a lost art at this point is writing a thank you note, even if it's email at this point. Um, I'm always kind of surprised by how many folks don't actually write thank you notes for um, the people that even if they're not offering them a job or interviewing them or whatever it may be, um, but thanking them for their time and kind of keeping front of mind as somebody who is always really respectful and kind of on top of things. So those would be my two pieces of advice. Yeah, those are great. Uh, could you talk a little bit more about your guys' internship program? Because I'm sure that there'll be a, a couple of folks at Corbell really interested in it. Yeah. So every year we hire um, a, a crew of interns for the legislative session. So legislative session here in Colorado um, at the state capitol runs 120 days, which is a constitutional requirement. It runs from January through the middle of May. Um, and we hire a cohort of interns who are sort of our eyes and ears. They write memos, um, 
for, you know, uh, committee hearings that happen, or if there's ever a floor debate that we need to kind of know what happened and we aren't able to be there, or, um, uh, you know, for whatever reason, we have, um, uh, you know, other things that we're not able to write the memo, we have our, our crew of interns um, to monitor all of those different hearings. So they can sit in, um, you know, in person or virtually after the pandemic, um, they can sit in on, you know, the education committee, uh, we have, uh, you know, a number of clients who care about education legislation, and um, they'll write memos on all the bills that run through kind of who testified, was this controversial? Like, what were the themes of the remarks made on one side or the other? Um, I'm kind of tracking through like, oh, there are five amendments on this bill and some of them are controversial. What is the amendments? How to find all of this information on the General Assembly website to really put forward um, client-facing robust uh, memos so that our clients at the end of the day get get a sense of what happened. Um, so I think, you know, through the course of that 120 days, our interns will sit through hearings that are kind of the biggest and, and baddest issues that are facing Facing the state of Colorado. Um, last year, we had, you know, uh, our interns who were really interested in um, the governor's land use proposal, which was kind of front and center in the news. Um, we had, uh, you know, interns who were interested, um, got to sit in on a number of child welfare hearings, um, education, business, energy and environment. What are we doing about climate change? Um, there was sort of a special committee put together to talk about the increasing rates of energy um, bills across the state as so many folks were seeing um, rising cost of their energy bills. So we had an intern kind of cover those uh, week after week and write memos on um, what's happening, what's being said, kind of what, what is the action plan moving forward on things like that. Um, so we really, as um, the five of us uh, who are uh, the full-time capstone team. Um, we have probably 45 clients that we represent that range a broad spectrum of, um, you know, anywhere from fortune 500 companies to, um, you know, a small, uh, nonprofit organization that we believe needs a voice at the Capitol. Um, so tracking and writing those commit uh, those committee memos are um, pretty expansive um, on you know range of issues, and then we'll also have some of our interns um, who excel put forward research memos, do some digging on different things, kind of pull background on, um, you know, what bills have passed, dig into a problem that we see in the budget, um, potentially, you know, bring forward, um, uh, you know, a spreadsheet of you know, clinics or something that we're representing and which legislators match up with them so that we can do our specific outreach. Um, so really a broad range of issues through that um, through that legislative session period. Yeah, that's great. It really sounds like they're the eyes and the ears and in the action of everything that goes on with the assembly and then getting practice at doing those memos and all the things. It sounds like a, a really good internship program. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that. Um, so I guess along with those lines, um, when you guys are kind of thinking about your organization and the impact that it has, are there like certain other social causes that you guys help to um, support and um, kind of like 
I know DE and I diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging is really important to a lot of students and just people in general to the community. And and what kind of um, how do you guys kind of support those initiatives? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as I mentioned, we um, have a number of nonprofits that we. Um, have as clients and and represent and advocate on behalf of um a number of them are you know very much within their mission statement and you know how they want to be represented and um you know lead with public policy is through the lens with the diversity equity and inclusion um and justice so we kind of you know we're constantly having conversations with our clients about um you know especially in our education and our child welfare portfolios but among you know so many different issues on how do we incorporate like student voice in the questions that we're asking what does it look like for the students that we're trying to serve um as we're kind of breaking down some of these barriers to you know historically underserved communities um and what does that actually look like to to incorporate DEI into those conversations and make sure that that's well represented and conveyed while we represent them at the Capitol. That's great. Thanks. Um, let's see. I think I have a couple more questions. What do you think would be important for someone um, to know that's kind of interested in working in your kind of field? I know we talked about how if they're interested in lobbying, but I guess what's something else you would say if they wanted to kind of work in that field or adjacent to it, um, like just different things that you've seen or different careers that people might have taken or positions as well? Yeah, um, a great question. I think there are so many um, opportunities kind of in and around this world. There are um, tons of non nonpartisan staffers who work in the Capitol building to support all 100 legislators. So there are folks that are bill drafters. Um, there are folks who are writing fiscal notes. There are, you know, um, folks who are answering constituent questions and making sure they get access to whatever state agency they need. Um, you know, there are are advocacy organizations that work sort of beyond just the lobby um, to do grassroots advocacy to, uh, you know, engage uh, Coloradans and whatever their their mission is. Um, there are state agency roles that are really implementing some of these, um, uh, you know, bills that we pass, um, they actually implement them and get them out to the people of Colorado. So there are so many different roles. Um, you know, there's partisan roles, nonpartisan roles, um, all of that. I think for somebody, I would say, I love this job because I never, there is not one day that is the same as the day before. Um, doing sort of this client work and I think working generally in the capital, um, I learn something new every single day. Um, I feel like oftentimes, especially after a legislative session, I leave and I'm like, I had no idea that people even talked about these things, much less these things existing. Um, and I think that's, you know, learning the good, the bad, the ugly, the um, exciting. I think, you know, it's a really interesting um uh, environment to continuously learn and continuously educate yourself on um, kind of the the challenges the state faces and the opportunities that we've taken. So it, it sounds like a kind of like a constant growth 
occurs, you know, kind of throughout your journey, whether you're working with the capstone group or kind of just in that environment in general. Um, one more question I have is, what is, when you guys are hiring on, um, whether they're associates or, or the interns or someone who you guys want to work with, what are some traits and things that you look for out of um, the individual? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think uh, we look for, um, you know, strong work ethic and curiosity. I think, um, you know, because I'd also add in flexibility. So strong work ethic, curiosity, and flexibility. Um, we, you know, are sort of at the whim of what happens in the capital. Um, so things are constantly changing. Bills will be scheduled and then, you know, pulled off the calendar or, um, you know, all sort of all the flexibility of what's coming. You know, we may have a bill introduced and immediately put on the calendar um, that our client is really interested in. So um, kind of always moving and, and, and um, you know, keeping us on our toes, which is really exciting. Uh, I think that, you know, the, the curiosity piece is um, necessary. And that's, you know, I love learning every single day, but working in the Capitol is not a, you know, a nine to five job. Um, uh, during session, we oftentimes work pretty long hours. Um, committee hearings can go really late into the night, um, especially as we get closer to the end of legislative session. Um, the legislature will pull some really, really late nights to get through some controversial bills, sort of the the overwhelming number of bills that they take up in that, that short 120 days. Um, so I think the curiosity piece really like keeps us all there late at night and really excited to learn what's going to happen. Um, I, you know, I'm also a nerd and love the process. So always fun to see a quick like rule call that, you know, everybody gasps and what just happened? Oh my gosh, the Democrats steamrolled the Republicans and I can't believe they did that. Right. Um, so whether it be the content of what they're talking about or kind of how they navigate the political environment, um, I think the curiosity to that makes the flexibility and the long hours and kind of the um, instability of what every day is going to look like um, more exciting. Yeah. So it sounds like curiosity with some passion, you know, involved just kind of makes for an experience and someone that you guys would want to work with. Right. Yeah. Totally. Last, last thing kind of question slash, what would you do? What is a piece of advice you would give to someone studying uh, policy or international studies that you wish you kind of could go back and focus on or a skill that you wish you could hone in on earlier um, in your career that would have benefited you? Yeah, that is a really good question. I would probably need like a week to think about it and come back with something more thoughtful. Understandable. <laughs> um, but I think that it's interest. Like, I think um, people who are excited about an issue or politics oftentimes find that in our two-party system. Um, so I think I would recommend, like, you should always ask what is the opposition's argument and, like, look into what that actually is, right? Like, you know, how do we pay for that? What does that look like? Where are we taking, like, where would those funds come from? Are they taking it from somewhere else, right? Like, what do, you know, what are the unintended consequences, I think, um, so that you can make 
really inform decisions on your policy positions um, and kind of ask those questions that I think a lot of, um, you know, coming in, we're just like, this is our stance. I'm super passionate about this. But getting into the minutia and the details of policy work, um, always kind of asking those arguments so that you're able to respond to them and kind of think through um, and build your, your, you know, policy acumen is um, what I would recommend. That's great. And I think it ties in with what you talked about having that curiosity and always like kind of coming in prepared, like know what you might be up against. So Mm -hmm. you can be educated about whatever the topic or the discussion might lead. So that, that was great. Thank you. Well, I think we're wrapping up on time, Samantha. Thank you so much for just taking the time and discussing what you do at the Capstone Group and the different activities you guys are involved in. And I know that um, I'll take this advice as well and be a proponent for your guys' group to any other Corbell student. Thank you so much. It was really great to be with you. I'd love to add my thanks also to both of you, Rachel and Samantha, for um, for doing this podcast today. I learned a lot. It was fabulous. And one of the things I loved hearing you say, Samantha, was that you spend every day learning and growing. And I think for so many of our students at Corbell who came back to school, came back to graduate school because they really wanted to learn and grow. Um, they are also looking for something postgraduate school to continue to do that. So um, it was so great to hear that you can do that every day in your career. Um, so uh, thank you both again. And I hope all of you listening will join us next time on the Corbell Career Cast. <laughs>